Welcome back to the Win Daily Podcast for today. It is Thursday, September 26, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy. And I'm here with my good friend, John L., our top handicapper and DFS DFS expert uh, from Win Daily. Uh, we're both broadcasting from New York. I'm from Queens. He's from Brooklyn. John, are you over here? Are you over there? I'm over here now. So when are you getting over there? I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Very important, you know, for us New Yorkers to know whether we're here or over here. Over there. <laughs> All right. So over here, we're going to talk about the showdown slate. And uh, first thing I'm doing is looking at my cap captain spot. Devante, Devante Adams is the highest priced uh, player on DraftKings at 16500 Uh Don't know if I want to – this, you know, this past defense of Philadelphia has looked bad so far. But uh, you know, Devontae Adams has yet to have that true Devontae Adams kind of game because, let's face it, you know, this is a different Packers team under uh, Matt LaFleur than it was, was under Mike McCarthy. You know, they like to run the ball. And that's good for Aaron Rodgers because in years past when the run was like secondary or third option, uh, teams used to come back defensively and tee off on Aaron Rodgers, take big hit take big hits, get hurt, et cetera. But now they're balancing things more out with the running game. It's better for Rodgers. They're winning games. It seems like they're morphing into this kind of team that, you know, strong running game defense, which has pushed teams deep in the playoffs. But it's it's not really Packer football. And Aaron Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams haven't performed up to expectations. They're the two highest-priced guys on DraftKings. I don't know if I want either one as my captain. Well, I think first it's it's funny. You really mentioned something, you know, that's that's always really curious when we kind of as analysts and fantasy players, when we get mad at teams that make changes that result in their own success, right? We're saying, come on, package, you guys got to throw the ball 55 times a game. That's what we want. Well, guess what? They pivoted from that approach and now they're winning games. So I think it's, it's definitely reasonable to think that they're going to continue on that path I mean, we do have to pick a captain somewhere, so maybe I'm just being a little chalky or vanilla in my approach when I'm I'm still on Rodgers, and I know for some people that's a no-no, putting a QB in the captain spot. I think he will take advantage of those soft spots in the Philadelphia secondary, and you know what, chalk or not, if he's going to go for 325 and 3 or 4, you know, that's the guy I want. Because that Packer defense has been so stout, Another change for them philosophically. There's really nobody on Philadelphia I would want to captain my team. On the other hand, well, now why do you say uh, you know it's a no-no to use the quarterback as a captain? Well, showdown is relatively new for me. I'm more of a full slate guy. I like uh, more choices. I feel like that helps me uh, take advantage of my research quality. But just from polling people that are very good at this. Game. A lot of people say, you know, you, you don't want to use it because they're too highly owned. My assumption being that yeah. if it wins, you're going to split. But for me, I want both quarterbacks in every showdown because they handle the ball every play. So with so few choices, I feel the game is won on those other three selections and not trying to be too cute and avoiding QBs. Yeah, because uh, especially if Rodgers had a good game, you, you want to be able to compete with those that have Rodgers and then maybe surpass them with your other players. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have a, a good note 
um, as I was digging into this game, uh, trying to find out exactly where those weak spots for Philadelphia are, same for the Packers. And it turns out uh, Avante Maddox, who's the primary nickelback, the main slot cover corner for the Eagles, is probably one of the worst in the entire league. Uh, he's responsible for the majority of these numbers, but Philadelphia as a whole has allowed uh, 15 of 20 passes completed. So that's an incredibly high conversion rate for almost 200 yards and a score that translates to a QB rating against of over 120. So to me, that's a weak point. I think the Packers know this. I think Rodgers know this. But where a lot of people I think might be chasing MVS because his snap total and target share are both up, it's actually Geronimo Allison that leads the team in slot snaps. So although Adams is the very consistent wideout, I believe the other wide receivers, their role on a game-to-game -game basis is not so set in stone. And I think Allison may be that pivot for us today. Yeah, he's 4,200 on DraftKings. Somebody, nice somebody, somebody's been on pro football focus this week, I see. Oh, well, listen, man, as a stat guy, as a nerd, man, I love what those guys are doing. So if we promote outside the brand, if I'm going to promote one person, it's it's those people at PFF. That's okay. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, people do good work. They do good work. So, uh, you know, if you have Rodgers, uh, it's going to be hard to afford Wentz. You talk, you like two quarterbacks, but, you know, that's not really affordable, though. Well, I can um, – hold on. Let me just bring it up right here. I do have it. Because I actually do have one with uh, with both of them. Because I'm and trying to do it. I started off. I started off Rogers, Allison, Wentz, and uh, Allison's forty two hundred on DraftKings, and Wentz is is ten thousand dollars. So I guess I guess you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you could definitely do it, uh, depending on your view. Again, because you really can't be too chalkish, right? Especially if we're already decided that we're going to have players like Rodgers and Adams, which will be very highly owned as the most talented players on the field. If we plan on winning this thing outright, on having the correct combination to that limited puzzle, then I think the answer is in the secondary roles. So I think if you go cheap and you go down to somebody like Hollins on Philadelphia, who like sneakily has found himself in this unbelievable role uh, he played every single snap in week three. He had 88% of the snaps in week two. He has 15 targets in his last two games. And that translates to an over 20% target share. So I've been had people push back on me with that, with Jeffrey coming back. Man, let me tell you, Scott, that Packer defense is very stout against the pass. I want Jeffrey on the field to attract that focal point away from guys like Hollins who I think has already surpassed uh, Whiteside uh, as that next man up. I don't think – Yeah, he. I don't think he surpassed Whiteside. I think it's more of a thing of Whiteside hasn't surpassed him. Hollins has been with the Eagles for a while. He knows the system. He's Mr. August. You know, he plays well in the preseason. You don't see a lot during the regular season. Sometimes the rookie won't surpass the veteran, but it's an interesting call. He's just 2,400 on DraftKings. So there you have somebody that – and again, remember, as we're building this narrative with these limited pieces, so if we think that Green Bay bounces back, if we think that they take advantage of a weak Eagle secondary, then we should also think that will lead to points, which puts them ahead, which puts the Philadelphia Eagles into catch-up mode. And I'd like to add one more quick one. If you don't have the salary cap, I think Hollins is interesting. If you do find yourself in building with extra money, I think then you have to go uh, with Miles Sanders, who I have not been impressed with as a whole, but 
But but the weak spot in that Green Bay defense is receptions to the running back. They've allowed 26 already just through three games. That's nearly 10 a game. So if the Eagles find themselves in catch-up mode and they're looking at the same screen I am, Sanders may catch a lot of garbage time work. And you know what? Those points count all the same. The one thing about Sanders, though, and people that you've talked about this and our Andrew Erickson – who has a video on the homepage about the showdown, have talked about being vulnerable to the receiving backs, but and Sanders has that skill, but the top receiving back for the Eagles is Darren Sproles. It's not Miles Sanders. Yeah, you know, I was looking at the target share, and I, I think he's I only 2,800 on DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, we're, we're kind of bottom barreling here, you know, so I, I don't think we should expect that there's going to be kind of clear-cut, you know, winners here, right? Yeah. So, let me see, I got it here. I got I have Sanders leading the Eagles in targets, but it's only 10 to 7, and he's leading in receptions only 6 to 5. So, you know, I, I do hear what you're saying, and that would be a kick in the pants to overpay for somebody like Sanders if he's – Well, you're not overpaying. Old. He's only 6,200. I mean, based on what you're saying, look at this lineup I built on DraftKings, John. Rodgers, Allison, Wentz. Holland, Sanders, and Devontae Adams. Sounds really good. I think the disparity there is Sanders. Sanders is actually pretty expensive. He's at 10000 which makes him the uh, seventh player, the seventh highest player off the board. So on I Fandle. Think, on yeah, Fandle. on Fandle, yeah. right? So I think we already just discovered a really, a really big disparity between the two where Sanders might get a green light for me on DraftKings, and I think I have to pull the reins back given the Sproles comments you made as far as FanDuel goes. Yeah, but on DraftKings, I'll go for it. I haven't been too impressed with Sanders. He's he's looked like like he, he doesn't have he's not running with authority. He's not hitting the hole. He's he you know, he's he's got good vision, but he just he's he's not running with any authority. It's he, he looks like he's indecisive at times. That's the problem I have with him. So here, let me let me tell you how, how, how there's the salary might be affecting these builds for anybody listening. On FanDuel, I was able to go with either Rodgers or Adams as the captain, to be completely honest and totally forthright and transparent, I'm probably going to have two main builds, one with each. Then I get to ha still have Wentz. So I can have Rodgers with Wentz, Rodgers with Adams and Allison, and the last spot open for Hollins. So there I have things that fit all of these narratives. They fit all of the usage categories, all those boxes that I like to check. So right now I think that's where I'm at on FanDuel is Rodgers as the captain with Adams and Allison. Finish that up with Wentz and Hollins. And don't forget, you have to uh, check out our site homepage, the Monday night, the Thursday night showdown preview from David Jones. Oh, he's the, the man. one everybody's going to be reading is $183,000 in the, the last week, the week plus. $183,000 in uh, the last month plus. He took down the Sunday showdown on FanDuel this past week, and it was back-to-back -to -back tournaments that he won. Scott, now, to that point, to that point yeah. for the $20 a month subscription, the raw information that you're getting, not just the, on the site, but that has all these pros on the Slack channel that are not just feeding you information and that's it. They're walking people through the process. I mean, it's really invaluable, and to be giving that away for $20 a month 
might be the best value that we talk about during this pod, to be honest. Yeah, so get that premium gold subscription to Win Daily Sports. Uh, let's take a look at the Sunday slate and wide receiver. Uh, you can download the podcast from the rest of the week uh, and uh, check out our quarterback and our running back rundowns. Julio Jones against Tennessee. Uh, very interesting uh, that that uh, there just seems to be like a bad, a negative perception of the Falcons because they're one and two and they're not playing well when the games are competitive, but the numbers are still there. Uh, I'll take them as a cash game play. DeAndre Hopkins, you can't go wrong with him. But Keenan Allen's going to be so widely owned at uh, at 7,600. When I'm looking at these receivers, uh, 1,000 and above. Mike Evans uh, going against the Rams, 7,100, coming off a three-touchdown game. Uh, somebody's got to tell DraftKings that Tyree Kill should be priced at 7,000 because he's inactive. But, uh, you know, to me, if I'm looking for upside here, uh, you know, what jumps out at me is Keenan Allen more than anybody else. I know he's going to be widely owned. But like we say with GPP, sometimes you want to, you're okay with using those widely owned guys because, you know, you want to keep up with everybody else who's going to score heavily with these guys and maybe differentiate yourself with some other players. You know, Scott, I, I agree with all those guys. I like them on every week basis, but I would have to counter with this, and it plays off of our work yesterday off the pod and the selections I make at running back for this week, which, of course, inevitably affect who you can choose when it comes to salary. So since I was so big on high-priced kind of chalky running backs, I found unless I'm completely blown away by those wide receiver ones or at least the perceived top-tier guys, I didn't end up with any of them this week because none of them really blew me away when I because I like to combine usage with matchup, of course. And I didn't get to that point where I said, you know what, I've got to pay for these guys. So, yeah, Julio is probably the one that sticks out for me the most if I'm up at the top tier. You know, the Go ahead. That's all right. The Falcons are first. That was that was the uh, that was the fantasy hotline blowing up about yeah. should I start Keenan Allen <laughs> or not? You know the the Falcons yeah. are top five in pass yards, pass attempts, and first in pass completions. So when you're talking PPR, Julio Jones stands out. Of course, FanDuel is only half a point. With that, I, and you combine it with the Titans, man, the Titans' superficial numbers uh, against the pass are great. But it's more because of that really slow pace of play that they're into. So in DFS, I, I do tend to, sh to stress that. So that pulled him off the table for me. All of my top selections are found in that middle tier this week. Yeah, well, Keenan Allen is the one guy that jumps out at me. But we start going down that tier. Sammy Watkins is 6,700. And I see him ranked so high in seasonal by everybody, like 11th according to the Fantasy Pros expert consensus. But this guy has not scored in the last two weeks. I think he's just got 114 receiving yards. As explosive as this offense has been, Sammy Watkins hasn't had a big game since week one. And I fear this is the same Sammy Watkins that's played with the Rams when everybody else was blowing up except, instead of Sammy Watkins. Yeah, well, this Chiefs team, I think, is going to struggle with that uh, as a fantasy player on a week-to-week -week basis in DFS because of the way they hit home runs. You know, the, these guys are, are taking the rock to the house from 65, 75 yards out. They have some of the fastest players in the league. So, to me, I'm just not high on 
Kansas City, you know, skill positions unless it's Mahomes. For me, that's my note for the Chiefs this weekend is, for me, it's Mahomes or nothing. You know, if, I don't want to gamble no, on no especially no I'm a cash player. You know, I want the guaranteed usage. And like you said, Watkins does not deliver that. Yeah, and then you got uh, Adam Thielen. You don't like the matchup at 6,600 on DraftKings. Julian Edelman's banged up. Check out the injury report from Edwin Porras. This is, uh, you know, at the NFL tab, uh, you know, from our injury expert. This is something could re-injure. you got to like Cooper Cup in cash games at 6,500. Uh, T.Y. Hilton might be game-time decision. Tyler Lockett is a great play at 6,300. Uh, Brandon Cooks, I think he's a little overrated, but I like the matchup this week against Tampa Bay. Same thing for Robert Woods. Uh, you know, th those are the guys in the $6,000 range. It's hard for me to, you know, a lot of the guys that I like in this range, like I like Cup and I like, I like Cooks and I love Lockett. But, you know, it's, I think a lot of people are going to be on these three guys. It's, it's hard in this range to differentiate yourself this week. Well, uh, you know what? Let me let me try and bring some clarity if we could segue to that. Now, agreed, you know, with the first point, uh, I have all mid-tier wideouts as my top plays. So my most expensive top play on FanDuel is Lockett at 6,600. You know, 26 targets in the last two games. That's a 30% target share, which is insane. He's had – he took 98% of the snaps last week. He's doing more than half of those – from the slot. So he's, 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 he's back in the old Doug Baldwin role. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. And uh, pro, uh, football focus has that as an 80 plus matchup grade, which isn't tough to achieve. Brock has given up a 135 QBR against. So Lockett is definitely a huge play for me in that mid tier. I do. I have three other guys, Scott, that I, I think are, I think listeners and even us, we, we might be in love with. My other three guys to round up my wide receiver sets, because, of course, I play multiple lineups, so I'll be combining these guys uh, right after him. I'm going to go back. I'm going to buy low on Kenny Galladay. You know, 6,700 to me, that's buy low. Yeah, 5,900 on DraftKings and the Jason Mizrahi pick every single week. Yeah, me too. Listen, he's got the size of it. <laughs> and this is the best possible game script. Right? He leads the team in snaps. He leads the team in targets. He has a 25% Target share, the problem has been that conversion rate. Stafford is only connected with him about half of the times that he's gone to him. Now, that can correct on any given time. The opportunities are are there. The Lions are moving him all around the field. He does not take more than 40% of the snaps, either left, right, or at the slot. So they're going to shift him around until they find that plus matchup. The Chiefs are in the bottom third in pass yards, pass attempts, and completions. So Galladay is huge for me. I've got him right behind Lockett. I'm going to go next. I have Sterling Shepard as a standout for this week. He's only at yeah, 6,500. So, yeah. Any Anytime we get a new quarterback. 5,800 on DraftKings and Galladay's 5,900, yeah. Oh, see, so that's a great steal. So Shepard, right, new QB, so that's a new distribution. He's got 95% of the snaps last week. He's leading the team in targets last week, 25% share. He's in the slot 60% of the time. He's going to be see Moreland, who's been terrible. When Moreland has been attacked at the slot 11 times, there's been 10 completions for 171 and a score. So there's a really great individual matchup going on there for Shepard, plus the Redskins will be forced to spy Jones, who's kind of spry now, you know, not like Eli, who's, you know, he's got square wheels. He's not going anywhere. Uh, next guy to round it out, 
I want to go with McLaurin. That's my last value pick in the mid-tier. 6,300. Fits again with the Giants. Both two bad pass defenses. Could be a lot of points there. The Giants are dead last in passing yards. They're dead last in wide receiver yards. They're bottom three in TDs to the wide receiver. McLaurin is leading the team in targets at 24, receptions at 16. He's got 90% of the snaps so far, and he's going to be going up against Jenkins, which a lot of people, I think, are afraid of on the surface. But so far, Jenkins has gotten smoked. He's been targeted 26 times for 17 completions, 282 yards, and three touchdowns, man. Give me McLaurin this week, Scott. Yeah, he's uh, instantly become the wide receiver one there. Very impressive rookie class this season. And uh, along those lines, I like Marquise Brown again this week. Uh, 5,800 on DraftKings going against a Cleveland defense, which may be missing both of their starting corners. Uh, DJ Moore against the Houston secondary. They've been 29th against the pass. I also like... And we're going to go down the bargain ladder a little bit more. Marvin Jones Jr. against Kansas City, 5,400. A lot of attention on Galladay. And for Detroit, uh, you know, if if they get one or two punts or et cetera, all of a sudden they're going to be playing from behind and they got to pick up the pace. Uh, Miko Harbin's only 5,100. But then again, you know, you're, you're taking a tournament shot there. Uh, DK Metcalf is only 4,800. On DraftKings, and he's uh he's somebody I like a lot. He's boomer bust, but you know he's ended up in the perfect quarterback situation with Russell Wilson. McLaurin is three hundred less than him though, so uh, I like McLaurin just a little bit better. But I'm liking Metcalf. If we're talking Lockett, we got to we got to talk a little Metcalf this week as well because he he has ended up in the perfect situation. He's a size speed combo, and Russell Wilson is maybe the best deep thrower in the game. Agreed. I have a couple guys highlighted in that next lower tier. I wouldn't quite call them bargain because, again, I'm really a cash player. So I kind of avoid boomer bust plays. You know, those are more GPP centric for me. Um, you touched on my number one guy. I, I don't know why the price is so low. Give me Hollywood Brown, 5,700 on FanDuel. He is now the number one there. He led the team in snaps last week with 62. That's 75%. He had nine targets. He had 13 the week before. So for me, it's just way too much volume at that price to pass on. You know, this is a, a high-powered, very efficient offense, getting first downs, moving up and down the field. Give me Hollywood Brown. Uh, I'm on the other side of the Panthers for you. And, again, new QB with Allen for me is a new distribution where – Man, I was very high on more into the season. Now I've swapped and I've pivoted towards Samuel. He's at 5,800, which is a great deal. Uh, he led all wide receivers in uh, with 48 snaps last week. That's three-quarters of it. He led. He's tied for first with team targets. Uh, he's lining up on the right side about 60% of the time. So he's going to be seeing Jonathan Joseph, which, like Jenkins, is another one where it's name value only for me, Scott. He's getting crushed. 29 passes went his way. They've completed 20 for 234 yards, a score, and a 140-plus QBR against. So I like Samuel a lot, man. If Allen has fallen in love with going to Samuel, you, this is the last time we're going to see him below 6,000 on FanDuel. All right, one more for you out of that Washington uh, Giants game. Paul Richardson's only 3,700 Yeah, wow. DraftKings and uh, – he scored in two consecutive games. He is that best combination of experience and playmaking ability yeah. when he's healthy. Uh, thanks a lot for listening to the podcast today. Great stuff from you, John. Uh, you know, make sure you check out all his stuff online. He'll have his prop picks up this weekend. 
And uh, we'll see you tomorrow back on the Wind Daily Podcast with our trio of DFS pros, Jason Mizrahi, David Jones, and Dan Weir. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks, everybody. Take care.